Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on in Broadcasting live from the greatest city in the world. Austin, Texas, baby. It's Bucky and Aaron. You guys want to play some twos? You know what? Actually, we're kind of in the middle of a conversation. B and E. What's B and E? Bucky Godbolt, Aaron Hogan on the Horn 1049 AM 1260 and hornfm.com with the Longhorns play and Austin Talks Sports. Who wants a Slurpee? That's right. Free Slurpees today for everyone. 7-Eleven. I don't know if there's a trick to that or you just get in line. I don't know. I'm a fan of 7-Eleven, but today is July the 11th, so apparently free Slurpees. Is it bring your own receptacle day? See, I don't know. I don't know what the word. Sounds like a long line to me, so I'd probably avoid that. On a hot day like this, it'll be a bunch yeah. of knuckleheads getting for free. Everything. No, we're in radio, so anytime you give out like a free koozie. Or a free ball cap or something. People freak out. I did a Slurpee yesterday, but I, it didn't have the icy parts of the Slurpee. It was just like the juice from the cherry. So I went and got regular ice, and I said, your Slurpee machine doesn't have it's It's juicy. It's not Slurpee. It's just juicy. So I put some ice in it. Man, was that nasty. Yeah, it's like Sugary. a bad idea. Wow, that was a bad idea. Well, did you see that the, uh, speaking of free stuff, Politics. So there's a guy running for president, apparently, on the Republican side. He's uh, the governor of North Dakota. Most most people couldn't pick him out of a lineup. His name is Doug Burgum. He's a billionaire guy. He made a billion dollars, like, in tech. Um, but he's one of several Republicans in the can. They're trying to go to they, – they want to get on the stage for the debate. Right? You can't even be, a, be in the thing if you can't oh, get on yeah. the debate. If you're not in the top four or five, you're not going to get on there. But only one of the requirements is only candidates with uh, at least 40,000 individual donors, which means if you're not getting enough support, we're not going to put you on the stage to, 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 to debate. Can he just make up donors and then put well, the money this? to himself? So th- I'm just saying this for you free stuff people who like free Slurpees and stuff like that. A long shot contender at the bottom of the recent polls, Mr. Burgum is offering $20 gift cards the first 50,000 people who donate at least $1 to his campaign. So if you give this guy a buck, he's going to give you 20 bucks. Okay. And then one lucky donor is going to pick up a, a Yeti Tundra 45 cooler. Never turn your nose up at a profit. So for a buck, you're getting 20, and you could win a cooler. Just saying. Then you have to go to the guy's So what the grandpa page. says, never turn up your nose on a profit. Well, right? it's 19 bucks in profit. There I'm in. There you go. It's like a rebate. Sure. Kickback. And what is this you, gift card to? Probably some company he owns. Probably. Probably well, Amazon Day like today is hey, or whatever the hell on, it man. is today. Are, are you going to be online today on the Amazon Prime Day? Big day. I've never bought anything online. What? No. Ever? Ever. 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 Ever, ever, ever. Are you kidding? Now, you know, I'll, you know, my HGTV and my home gardening network from TV, I will. I'll jump on there and do it that kidding? way. No, but I've never got on there and saw something and said, well, I just I've never done it that way. So you've you've ordered like movies on the TV is what you're saying. Yeah, the TV. Well, not just I, movies, I, but product. I don't even consider that the internet. 
But that's that's the I've ordered product from the TV from you know you know oh so you go on the website Propel or whatever. I mean I've done that before. Yeah, I've ordered lights and things like that. Uber gardening stuff. Have I ever taken Uber once? Okay, I like Uber, but one time the um, Uber doesn't like me. Oh, you're kicked off. Yeah, you're suspended. Are you suspended from them? I'm banned. What you You mean? (laughs) Would you crack wise with the driver or something? What'd you do? I don't know. I woke up one morning and it was. Like you are, or she a he, and you said she when she when they were driving. Maybe is that what happened? In a dang thing oh, or something? Maybe. Come on now. Maybe you threw up in a dang thing. No, no. That would be my fear if I ever. Had I would to drive remember Uber. that. I would remember that. If I ever had to drive Uber, that would be a fear of someone throwing up in my car or something. <sighs> um, God, they got stories of people getting it on in the back seat of Ubers. There's all kinds of stuff goes on in that deal. I know. I don't know. But yeah, today is Amazon Prime Day. The next two days, and if you don't know what that is, then you're like the buck, and it's not a big deal. If you do. Big savings. Big savings with Jeff Bezos. So should I imagine, I can imagine the truck coming by my house at least three times today. Oh, and the coming dropping days. Stop in the, dropping in stuff the in the box. Days. So your wife days. definitely orders stuff online. Yes. A she's lot. Per, she's, 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 no, I'm not going to say a lot. She's pretty good at it. I've seen it come to different places in my neighborhood a lot more than ours, but she ours like is on the way. Does she order like necessities or is it just things here and there they're a necessity anytime, a, anytime a woman orders something it's, <laughs> it's a necessity a, that's, right, that's right it's always a necessity it's not whether it's a book or i don't know some kind of new toenail clipper i mean those are all necessities those aren't yeah, they don't exactly. order just to order that's what the that's what you'll be told oh this isn't just what do you mean this is really special yeah that's that's a mix of the genders right and that's i mean so, like, yeah. like but it was on clearance okay but we didn't need it <laughs> Quit maybe saving us so much money, hun. Come on now. I mean, that's, what are we doing? Well, that's sort of well, like, That's me if I'm going to Costco. That's <laughs> if I'm going to Costco or somewhere. My wife says, "Again, did you look up in the cabinet and see what's there right now?" So yeah, now you're this that makes way. you're kind of a hoarder. This makes this makes the fifth one of those. You're kind of a hoarder. I, you used to remember you used to go to garage sales. And, oh yeah. Well, I always get two of everything. <laughs> I don't get like one of things. I get two of everything. Just I just you, I just man. do. Even like. Like tools and stuff like that. Yeah, all kinds of stuff. I mean, I've I've got. They have like twenty. Rigs. I have just ordered these, these lights that are solar lights that go around. You know, and help. You know, you don't have to stick things in the ground. They're just little solar lights. Well, I don't order, like, the main order of them is four. You think I'd get eight? No, I got sixteen. <laughs> I mean, just because it's a special if you get the so, contractor's price of all of those. Somebody said, "Who do I have to donate to?" And how do I do it? Repeat that. No, it's uh, someone who wants to be on the Republican ticket, running for president. One dollar. His name is Doug Burgum, B-U-R-G-U-U-M of North Dakota. He's the governor there. And he, you just got I think you guys have to look it up. Go to his Facebook page and you donate a dollar and he'll give you 20 bucks in a gift card. Yeah, my GoFundMe is just down the road. Believe me, y'all. Could uh, A dollar is that. I'll ask for 50. Come on. Hey, look, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a person. I might, I might do that today. Give that guy a buck. I don't even know who he is, but I think the more people up on the stage actually debating is better. The more voices heard. Well, better. I don't know. Last time with the, the, the Democrat ticket where they had like 15 people up there at once. <laughs> That's that, true. That was pretty bad. That's true. Let's let's get it down to like five or six combined support. He wants you to hear his message, though. Maybe I'll go read his platform and his message first, and then I'll decide if I want to give the guy a dollar. Okay, so that's happening right now on this National Amazon Day. Uh, by the way, for me, Amazon, you know, I don't do it. I don't do it a lot, but at the you same do time, it at Christmas time. You're a Christmas guy. Well, you know me. I don't like to shop. I hate to shop. I like. I mean, I like to get in the car and go. I'm a purchaser. So, like, if I'm going to the store, I know what I'm going to get. I'm going to go get it. and I'm going to come out. I'm not going to wander around the store. You're not going to look from store to store. You're I'm not going to look at So, oh, I'm not a lingerer. 
I'm no. going. It's a specific mission. I go through down. I d- go down every aisle of HEB when I go. Do you really? Oh yeah. I mean, every seriously, one. really? What? Yes. Even the I can get it out of HEB most times. I did times that in when like I was single minutes. and I had a cart full of stuff. I but I, would, a, I, I knew what little, I was looking for. Might have a little OCD or something. Especially, I think that's OCD. I think now that our kids are gone, it's just I. I can get in on HEB in like eight minutes. I know where, or four minutes. Me I know too. where to park. I know exactly I what exactly to get. Exactly what I want. I know where everything is. That's I'm why like you. I park at the same spot. There's an HEB in Buda, Texas, because we live in Onion Creek. So between, uh, we're right between an HEB that's in Buda, right by the Cabela's there, and there's an HEB that's on Slaughter Lane in South Austin, which is a madhouse. I won't go to the one on Slaughter unless I'm told to. I won't go to it. But I ought to go, the one in Buda. I know where the you can come in the back door parking. You park. I can get yes. in. I do my own self checkout, man. I'm, I'm there to. I'm there to. Boy. I'm there to purchase stuff. I'm not That's there right. to look around. There's some good people watching. Well, I don't no. like the people watch. I'll you do that when I go places. mall walking. <laughs> my, I'm purchasing. So Amazon's kind suit on. Amazon's kind of good for me because it's just okay. That's what I want. Let's go. Let's get that deal. Um, but yeah, like if I walk into a department store or something, what are those like like TJ Maxx or something? And the lines long. I'm like, I'm leaving. I'm not standing in that. It won't happen. I'm like that for food. I don't need it that bad. Now, I'm like it, that restaurant It looks like stuff. it's going to be an efficient mission. I'm in. But same time, not me, brother. Okay, so that's what's happening on this free Slurpee day. If you can get us some details on this, I'll try to find it for you for your free Slurpee of how you can pick that up. Let's get to the headlines, though. Let's get to the uh, top stories because there are plenty of them. UBO Business Services, yeah, typically a slow day in sports, certainly for games and on-field activity. But, man, there are a lot of news, including uh, coming out of – Evanston, Indiana, or excuse me, Evanston, Illinois. That is where Northwestern has fired their head football coach, Pat Fitzgerald. Uh, came down late yesterday. It's amid fallout from the university's investigation into hazing allegations within the football program there. University President Michael Schill made the announcement in a letter to the Northwestern community. We'll have more on that coming up in our coach's corner. Uh, also, uh, how about a, a busy day for the Texas baseball program, to say the least. Texas did, as a program, continue its incredible streak with a pair of likely now former Longhorns selected on day two of the MLB player draft. There's been at least one Longhorn drafted in every MLB draft since it began in 1965. So appropriately, the outfitter Dylan Campbell, he of the program and the Big 12 record 38-game hitting streak this past season, was the player to assure the program streak would be extended to 58 years. He was chosen by the L.A. Dodgers to pick 136 yesterday. Uh, that, that Then a pick 179, the Chicago White Sox picked, picked the Big 12 Pitcher of the Year, Lucas Gordon. Both are likely to sign major league contracts and begin their pro careers. Only one member of the Longhorns 2023 high school signing class was picked yesterday, and it came early with the uh, first pick of day two. Pick 71, Round Rock High right-handers Travis Sakura was selected by Washington. The 6'6 flamethrower set for a big payday with the Nationals. Uh, just as notable, though, for David Pierce in the program was who wasn't picked on day two. Starting pitchers Tanner Witt and LeBaron Johnson Jr. did not get drafted, greatly increasing the chances they will return to the program. In addition, no other Longhorn high school commitment was taken yesterday, and that includes their top remaining commitment, Will Gasparino, the 6'6", 215-pound outfitter from Harvard, California. He immediately indicated on social media that he's planning to come and play at the 40 Acres. The third and final day of the draft is today with the rounds 11 through 20. Texas head coach David Pierce also announced several changes to its coaching staff yesterday, including the return of former Major League All-Star Troy Tulowitzki to the staff. He's going to return as the staff's program, uh, the, the program's director of player development. Caleb Long, Longley has been named the staff's third assistant behind bench coach Steve Rodriguez. Philip Miller 
is moving back into a coaching role. And hey, most importantly, Coach David Pierce announced that he will take over the team's pitching coach duties with assistance from developmental assistant Chris Gordon. Big day at Q2 Stadium yesterday. That's where Austin FC officially introduced Rodolfo Burrell as the club's new sporting director. 52-year-old comes to Austin after nearly a decade with the most dominant club in the world, Manchester City, in the English Premier League. He served as the club's global technical director and then as its first assistant coach at the All-Star Weekend or Weekend in Seattle last night. It was Vladimir Guerrero Jr. winning the Home Run Derby, matching his father Vladimir Sr.'s title of 2007 and the first father-son duo to accomplish the feat. This segment brought to you by UBO Business Services. Great people, great service, endless possibilities. That's UBO Business Services. Visit them at ubeo.com. All right, so jam-packed. David Pierce taking over the pitching coach duties. Taking over. He's running it. And that, that's going to surprise a lot of people. Well, and that's good, though. I mean, if, you, if you're changing, changing out pitching coaches every other year or whatever, it's, and you feel like, I mean, that's what you did. That was your special, especially now you've hired the other guys that are around you that can take on some of those other duties, and you go coach the pitching. You know? Because now it comes down to you. On some of the decisions, and you want you want you want to have that kind of control, then so be it. And that's if that's your expertise, why not do it? He, well, and he's been a pitching coach. That's right. the number one thing. And you know what you're looking for. And I think I think as big to to him wanting to do it. Um, you know he he has the staff around him now where he feels like he can devote the time it's going to sure. take to be the full time pitching coach, along with assistants. Um, but the you know the. But I don't see him on third base anymore, being the base guy. Come on now. I can't wait for our next conversation with Coach Pierce. But he has a, he has a way he wants his pitchers developed. He's he, you know Go back to his Rice days where he was the pitching coach for Wayne Graham. He's got expertise in the field. And, and right. Rice had some of the best pitching, pitching staffs in America uh, back in those days, and they were power in college baseball. Uh, they haven't been since Coach Pierce and Wayne Graham left that program. So, I mean, so it's not like he doesn't let him know what he's doing. But, I mean, there's a sense that, you know, when you come to take over a place like Texas, this is a big job. So maybe I need a, you know, somebody else to handle the pitching. But I think over his seven years here, I think he's built the staff around him where he can feel comfortable that, you know what, I can actually run this program and coach the pitchers. We'll see. It's a risk. There's no doubt about it. Well, yeah, I mean, you have a lot of work to do as a head coach. Yeah, it is. it is. Um, and you know it, it says there should be no excuses. Now that's true. I mean that that's a this is a bold move for David Pierce. He's putting himself out there that if the pitching staff, I mean think about this when when Sean Allen was the pitching coach two years ago, it was the number one staff in America. They got to Omaha, they didn't hit. They didn't pitch great, but they didn't hit when they got there. And you know I, you know the wind was blowing in, and you know they didn't score any runs. Went two and out, and then this year Woody Williams came in and. I thought did a nice job. They finished tenth overall in pitching ERA in the country. Yeah, I mean, was this because they couldn't pitch? I mean, I mean, they no. I think it's. I I think it's just there's again. He's a, there's a specific way he wants his pitchers developed, and he instead and a certain of, mindset of how he wants and, them. And to, maybe he's like, well, I, I can't find someone who's does it like I do exactly. So I'm just going to do it. Uh, but there is a risk to that. There is no doubt. Sure. I mean, you're taking. This is a big baseball program. There's big baseball fan expectations, and rightfully so. And uh, he's putting himself in that spot, and you know. Uh, we'll see. I, I know. He, look, he took the new pitching coach at Texas got help yesterday because Tanner Witt and LeBaron Johnson Jr. weren't drafted, and there's a high likelihood those two now. Yeah, that's right. The, the new program. coach, the new pitching coach, just got yeah a bonus <laughs> uh, to have that guy Tanner Witt with a full another off season of rehab and get himself back to where he was and come in was you know have a full off season to come in then a full full training camp to get himself ready. 
you know, you you could project one of those guys as your Friday night starter, one of those guys your Saturday night starter. Now you're trying to find your Sunday starter and a closer, and then build your bullpen. It's a good place to start if you have one and one A at the top of your rotation. Those two right-handers can be that uh, if they do both come back. Yeah, it does remind me a little bit of a head coach that calls plays that has an offensive yeah. coordinator, and he's got and, a specific way he wants to do it. He, right. You know, it's his offense at the end of the day. Right. And, he wants, and I'm going to call the plays. Yeah. I you just so. coordinate the guys. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's not to say there was friction with he and Woody Williams. By all accounts, they got along fine. It's just, it's like Jimbo Fisher and Bobby Petrino today, this year down at A and M. Tom Herman, when he was the coach at Texas, and his offensive coordinators. There's just a, there's a natural. You know, Steve Sarkeesian makes no bones. I'm calling the plays. I'm the offense coordinator. I'm the head coach of this deal, and I'm calling the plays. There are some who wonder if the job's so big, maybe he needs to hire someone to run plays and you know fourth quarters and that kind of stuff. But that's what leads us into our coach's corner here at 7:15 every Very single nice. morning. Uh, appreciate you. Uh, but uh, it's coach's corner. So you got David Pierce putting himself out there. Uh, I didn't mention because the news desk was so deep today. But uh, how about uh, Rodney Terry? He ain't done. Rodney Terry added another piece to his roster. And this is another. This was this one's a developmental piece. Uh, so yesterday for Texas basketball, word that Devin Pryor, six seven small forward, former LSU commitment, is committed to Texas. He's going to reclassify to the twenty twenty three class and join the Longhorns for the upcoming season. I don't even. Somebody's have to explain the reclassify thing. I, this really is confusing to me. There's so much going on with extra years and COVIDs, and I don't know. But he's reclassifying his grade level. It's kind of what. Oh, we've just come to the point of thinking you can get at least eight years of yes. college sports now. Uh, well, so he's, at least a good. So what year is he? Should he be in high school still? <laughs> he should be a senior in high school next year when said he's going to be at Texas. Okay. Okay. Like he's doing the Quinn Ewers thing at Ohio State. So he'll gotcha. get five years here, or actually six. So he's he'll six, probably redshirt this year. I'm assuming. So he's a six seven three star player, Very but nice. hadn't even played a senior year yet in high school. And uh, so another player. This is one because look, I mean, I, I I don't know the player very well. I've seen some film on him or some video. Same time, if you're Rodney Terry, don't you have to take the fact that we need to build our our roster for now while we try to build it for some long term. By the way, you have to have practice guys out there that you can't just run guys. I mean, into the ground. You have to have people that are there to help your team build too. Well, right, you like guys, you said, yeah. Because like, I mean, you're bringing in Max Aismas from Oral Roberts. That guy's going to be immediate scorer, absolutely maybe your best player. But he's here one year and he's gone. Um, Not everybody's Hunter, immediate. Tyrese Hunter's one year. Bye. See you later. Uh, yeah, that's it. Well, he's coming back for a junior year. I got, technically, he could be back, but you know, I think most people believe he's gone. Dylan DeSue's got one more year left. You, you know that. I mean, Dylan Mitchell's coming back, but that's probably it for him. So you kind of know a good core of your roster. Yeah, you got about five guys are going to be on, five or six guys. And you know that. So you're also trying to build the underbelly of it, the depth the behind it. So you bring in the kid who had been the Kansas commitment, the high school kid that mm-hmm. played for T.J. Ford, uh, Chris... Uh, uh, gosh, his name's on. I don't have the list in front of me. But now you bring in this kid. So you know you're uh, Kendall Weaver from UT Arlington. It can be a, a player that's here for a bit. So you know that's a challenge. It's a challenge. What you mean? David Pierce will do it in baseball. Rodney Terry. You've you got to be building for the now and for the future, uh, and thinking about both in real time. And you have to continue to re-recruit your current roster that's every right. day. I mean, you got to connect all the time and. It's a big, it's big, big job right now in uh, the college athletics. We know that not just in Texas, but around the country. And then there is the coaching conversation surrounding Pat Fitzgerald. Uh, this this thing is, I don't, the, the word is ugly for sure, but there's two sides to it. With Pat Fitzgerald, who says 99% of the players on his program have signed off that none of this is going on, and he didn't know anything about it if it was, and it's a small faction of his football team. Um, but at the same time, it's a whistleblower that dates all the way back to November of last year. 
that led to a university investigation. But it's not just one. It's, there's a lot of players that have talked about how they've gone through this now. Correct. Uh, Fitzgerald was initial after. So if you go back to November, there was a whistleblower who complained of hazing in the program. It was they, the university immediately hired an outside firm to come in and investigate. That investigation led to the two weeks of suspension for Pat Fitzgerald um, after the investigation. Um, on Saturday, the president of the university said in a statement that he may have erred in weighing the appropriate sanction because once the two two week suspension was announced, there was outcry and outrage on the on the campus that it wasn't enough, which has led to his dismissal as of yesterday. Um, Sounds like the school paper, the the independent group that did it, the school paper did more than they did. Oh yeah, yeah the, those those pesky kids <laughs> continue to investigate. And yes, and that, they uncovered going back to like 2007 and yeah. eight you know, issues of racism in the program, and that look that become that's why there's two sides. Pat Fitzgerald has a lot of people who a lot high number high percentage of former players who are completely on his side and don't believe this to be true. Small number of players, very small uh, over the course of decades that are arguing that no, this was going on. So, you know, David. Uh, Pat Fitzgerald is not to defend either side. David Pat Fitzgerald put out a statement saying it's been an honor to coach at my alma mater and be the program's leader for 17 years. I stand by the record, and he has now hired outside counsel to fight for his rights. He says absolutely in this case, so that will be an ongoing conversation. But it is interesting to me that the that's likely that his defensive coordinator is going to be promoted to the coach. Well, was he around the, here? Wasn't he around? That's what I've been thinking. I'm like, all these guys weren't they there too? If the if the idea is, and I don't know that I disagree with it, that it he may not have known. But it's his responsibility to know, as the head coach of the program, well, then you kind of got to fire all of them. I hate to say that on July the 11th, but they kind of all got to go. Uh, and that's that's a huge step back for your program. I get that. But if, if you're firing one coach under the idea that you're the leaders of men and you're, you're the leaders of young people, and it, just because we can't prove. Because the president himself said we can't specifically prove that he knew that this was going on in his program. The evidence does not show that, but we're still moving on. Well, then you got to fire everybody. Yeah, I mean, they got weird claps that they would do all kinds of weird stuff oh, yeah. on the field when they were gonna when they were gonna haze a certain f- group of freshmen that screwed up on the practice field They're and running, give these claps and I don't know that. What, what I mean, are you talking about? What just kind of claps. I mean, he would they would they did some weird kind of clap over his head, and then the players would start clapping. I mean, if a kid screwed up, like I mean, a, like a ritual of sorts. Yeah, ritual. Yeah. What do they call these guys, the Shrekers or something, the Shreks? I haven't looked oh, it's, too deep it, into the specifics of it's the pretty. It's pretty well, the deep. The complaint alleges that uh, players pl- pressured team members during hazing activities, which the complainant said often occurred in the locker room and may have started at Camp Kenosha, which is where the Wildcats used to hold part of their well, training Well, they won't camp. be going to Camp Kenosha. Yeah. Uh, following that complaint, that complaint came back in November 30th, but you know, right after Thanksgiving of last year. Following that complaint from a, from a single whistleblower, anonymous, they, the university hired the independent attorney, Agent Fox, you know, independent law firm to investigate, um, which the anonymous complainant spoke with them. Northwestern publicly disclosed the investigation in real time, and then they released the executive summary of the investigation back in July. Uh, but then once that came out is when the school paper went to work and dig and, and found other people who would corroborate the story. Uh, which led, but so the suspension of last Friday from the school president for Pat Fitzgerald came as you know the fallout from the Northwestern outside independent investigation that they they um, went through. What has led to his dismissal is that the school paper 
upon that, Ju- that July 7th or, you know, the, the release of the executive summary, they went to work and, and, and did their own reporting uh, with the whistleblower and then others who have corroborated. But again, the president said we can't specifically link and prove that Coach Fitzgerald knew that this was going on or supported it. Same time, it's his responsibility right. to know. This is on him. Yes, it's his program. So, you know, again, that's where that stands. It's one of those with more questions than answers. But in the end, he's out. And I, the big question is, well, if you're going to promote someone from within, I, I don't know that you can do that. Because they all know. They're all linked to it. If you're yeah. linking him based on you should have known it's your responsibility to know, then sorry, y'all. I mean, hate that. But, you know, that's that's college football today. That's college athletics today. Uh, that story is out, and it's a big one. We're only, you know, 50 days to the start of the college years. football season. And a great player there, too. I mean, played for Gary Barnett and was a hell of a player for that program and has just been a, a tremendous leader at the top of it, or seemingly tremendous leader for a long, long time. Uh, so that's a big college football Yeah, those story. deals aren't slap-on-the-wrist kind of deals anymore. No. Uh, we'll come back when we do more on these conversations. Obviously, we'll get to the hot-or-not topics before the end of the hour. Our, or later in the show, our friend Glenn Davis will join us to get us some thoughts on the new sporting director of Austin FC. Is it a home run hire, as many in the sports lands, in the soccer landscape uh, believe? We'll have that for you. It's a busy Tuesday here on BNE. It's Bucky and Aaron. Busy Tuesday on BNE, and not saying that uh, flippantly. It's normally a slow time on the night of the home run derby. That's really all that's going on. But man, there's a ton of news with Pat Fitzgerald out. David Pierce naming himself the Texas baseball pitching coach. Longhorns, I think, had a great day yesterday as far as day two of the Major League Baseball draft, or day one and two. Lucas Gordon, Dylan Campbell drafted. Travis Sikora out of Round Rock High, as expected, drafted uh, first pick of the third round. But other than that, no other Longhorns drafted. So um, it could be a, a, a boon for the current roster next year and beyond. So we'll follow that story. Also have the, uh, the developments from Q2 Stadium. Also, did you see, I saw some video of a kid. You know, they're doing the Home Run Derby last night, and we'll get some of the highlights and takeaways from the Home Run Derby itself. Vladimir Gurr Jr. wins it. But, man, the moment, the thing about the Home Run Derby is there's a winner, and then there are the ones, the guys who put up moments. And Julio Rodriguez with a 41 Oh, my goodness. To that crowd? Was unbelievable. That was just a moment. That was so, that's, those are the kind of things you'll remember more than even who won the dang thing. Uh, and nothing against Vlad Jr., but uh, that was awesome. Thought uh, El Bombi, uh, Dolas Garcia had some good moments last night. Uh, you know, Randy Arozarena, geez Louise, what a super stud that guy is! Incredible. But uh, so there was some good. But there was a kid in the outfield that got smoked, like one of those line drives. You know, they got all kids running around. Oh, there's, oh yeah, trying to catch the ball. This dude, whack! Just, he got smoked, man. <laughs> I mean, it was because you know they're trying to hit home runs. Every once in a while, they just hit like a sizzling line drive that. Uh, yeah, it didn't go well for him. I mean, after okay. Dr. Ecker reconstructs his face. He kind of turned his head. And, oh. <laughs> like, oh, God, that's not safe at all. Uh, but they're out there running around. Okay, so uh, also. Those are like the kids or the, the players and the, and the nephews and stuff like that to get to go out there for that. Uh, would you please so. sign that waiver, please? Yeah. Make sure you sign that waiver before this ball hits you upside your head. Oh, man. All right, so a uh, lot to do. We have more Big 12 football media days and our coverage of them, which are starting tomorrow. Longhorns are on the, on the deck tomorrow, along with uh, six other Big 12 schools. So we'll have full coverage of that coming up and a preview, plus the home run derby. Hot tie will have hot or not for the top of the hour. But right now, let's go to the Vaqueros hotline. Uh, big news out at Q2 Stadium yesterday. The uh, Austin FC, the club, announced and introduced. They didn't announce. They'd already announced it, but they introduced – their new sporting director, which is a huge role within any soccer organization, kind of the general manager, 
development guy. He uh, has been officially introduced. Rodolfo Burrell, Robo, apparently, is his nickname. Uh, Robo, 52 years old, comes to Austin after nearly a decade with Manchester City in the English Premier League. Also was in Barcelona and Liverpool and a decorated 25-, 30-year career in the sport. Someone who will know what kind of hire this is for the direction of the organization is our friend Glenn Davis from Soccer Matters. He is on the Vicaros Hotline. What's up, Glenn? Gentlemen, good morning. Aaron, Bucky, how are you guys? Doing fantastic, Glenn, and yourself. Busy time. Yeah. Doing, do, doing great. Uh, I was watching the home run derby last night as well. Yeah, man. That's about what was all, it's all that was on if you're looking for live sports last night. Wimbledon's on right now at the All England Club. Stay out of that quiet room. But, uh, hey, Glenn, the, uh, the the hiring of Rodolfo Burrell, I mean, you, uh, you, you, know, you know international soccer as well as anyone. What does this mean for, for you when you think about it, uh, the direction of Austin FC now and into the future? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, big statement, big statement. You mentioned some of the clubs he's been at. He's worked at every single level from coaching, you know, under 11s and under 12s, uh, starting at Barcelona to the reserve team at Liverpool, um, you know, on to Manchester City and a part of the treble around uh, Pep Guardiola. So, I mean, if, if you want news, this is really, really big news. Obviously, he's saying the right things. He's really wanted an opportunity like this to come to MLS now. Things are very, very different here uh, from a budgetary standpoint. But I, I have a feeling, you know, you're bringing this guy in with his experience uh, to not only help with your academy, work with your first team coach, acquire players. I mean, you just you just hired Intelligentsia. Yeah, Intelligentsia. And Pep Guardiola, uh, for folks who don't follow soccer, is what, the Nick Saban of, of soccer, the uh, the Bill Belichick, whatever, but Greg Popovich. Uh, this is as good as it gets. So if you're and and the the thing you say about you know becoming a sporting director, he said yesterday that he's been on a track to be a head coach, but uh, at 52 years old, you know maybe being the sporting director because he does have such a vast experience in the game is a better avenue for him than than pers- continuing to pursue the role of being the, the the coach or the manager of the team. Let's get into the the upper management and and overseeing the whole organization. Yeah, no question about it. And, you know, there's people designed for certain jobs. And, and, you know, again, when you look at his resume, you see all the different things that he has done. This is this is next level for Austin FC. This is experience uh, at certainly uh, the youth coaching level, uh, coaching a reserve team that, that Claudio Reyna never had. Um, so, you know, you're, you're hoping he's going to help all aspects of your business as far as a competitive side. Uh, this is a guy that's going to help you find players. I think the biggest challenge for a lot of foreigners when they come over is, you know, how do they adapt to the rules, the regulations of Major League Soccer, the budgetary restrictions, uh, all these different, you know, categories, uh, targeted allocation money, general allocation money, designated player. That's a little bit different. He'll get schooled in that by everybody. But um, I think this is incredibly exciting. I think it's a statement. If you're an Austin FC fan, you got to be super, super pumped about this because you know your your organization's going big here. Yeah, and they're going huge when it comes to youth soccer with this guy. I mean, this is this is a guy that can really. I mean, your clubs and your youth soccer all over the Central Texas area. I mean, I mean, not just 
the Central Texas area, but the MLS itself, you're getting a guy that, that really is going to bring up the game of soccer and bring it up the right way, and he knows how to do it. Yeah, and I, I think you make a nice point here. Again, this is this is a, not only a big signing for Austin FC, it's, it's a big signing anytime you're associated with La Masia and Barcelona and Liverpool and Manchester City for the entire league, uh, as you said there, uh, Bucky. So, you know, look, um, ambition, statement, all of that comes with it. And now hopefully this helps you on the competitive side of the club here to, to continue to further things. But nobody seems to be sitting pat here when it comes to this type of a signing. It took a while to get the right person, and they got him. Will there be a little bit of, of, of shock for him when it comes to, to money, straight out money and doing things the way the MLS has to do things and where they're restricted in some ways? I mean, it's not just it's not like what happened in Miami where you have all where you have a superstar superstar, but there'll be some restrictions that will he'll have to get used to. Correct? Yeah, that's kind of the stuff I was just talking about the the, the way the budgets are and and the way the teams work with all these different uh, models and categories when it comes to players and and putting together a roster. But but I but look, I mean he's. He's not going to be shocked by it. He's he already has learned about it. He's mm-hmm. going to have people help him navigate that side of it if they haven't begun already, which I'm sure they have. They're not going to hire him and just throw him sure. in the deep end because MLS is a different animal when it comes to putting a roster together, putting a team together, putting an organization together in a centralized league. It's a lot different. So um, I don't think there's any question they'll have they'll have schooled him. They will continue to school him and help him and assist him in those areas. But then you get his soccer brain, you get his experience and his overall look at the blueprint of the club when it comes to players, you know, everything on the competitive side. Love that. Glenn Davis, of course, uh, nationally recognized soccer and TV broadcaster, all Houston Dynamo down there, but also soccer batters right here every Monday here on the Horn. And our great friend knows all things. Now, listen, you know, we've had this debate, and I know your friend Eric Goodman comes on our show from the Austin Chronicle, and we talk about it with Lionel Messi coming to the MLS, this move for Austin. You know, will the MLS loosen some of these restrictions? Will they open things up to allow more freedom? I know they're trying to protect some of the the, the clubs that don't have the, quite the budgets, but you you know the, the the world level, you know the MLS level very well. You know what what are the next steps for the MLS to continue to to grow and not have as many barriers to to, to what you're talking about? Yeah, I think it's incremental. I think that happens every time you sign a superstar. That's happened with David Beckham. You found. You got all these other tertiary benefits that that you know occurred after him. Uh, I think one you go right to with Beckham is all, all the infrastructure and stadiums that began to come after him. Uh, the other players that would come over for overseas from overseas, uh, the want and desire to expand, you know the the uh, budgetary spend on players. And and you know look when you got 29 owners in a league, some of them want to be really conservative. Others are just saying, hey, let's blow this out of the water. Let's start spending and, and building our team. So, you know, there's always the difference of opinion from 29 owners. But I don't think any question the idea is to continue to move it forward uh, from the spend standpoint on players. Uh, Glenn, do, I mean, with, with the, the national team now, I mean, in the MLS, uh, how hard are they trying to, to keep American players in the MLS? And I, and I know – you can't keep people from going to make money. I mean, if, if, if they want them all around the world, they're going to roll on out of here. You know, they're going to be in Europe playing where the money is. And, hell, some of them are going to be in Europe playing 
you know, and bypassing some of this when they're 15 and 16 years old. But how hard is the MLS really after keeping American players here instead of bringing foreign players to America? It's always a balance. Um, I don't know if you remember the time period when Jurgen Klinsmann was the head coach of the U.S. national team and he yep. was urging the American player to go over to Europe and test themselves. Right. That didn't mean the whole league was going to migrate like lemmings to try and play in Europe. It just meant a portion. And some of the players would go, well, look at our national team now, right? If, if that hadn't have occurred, we wouldn't be where we are True. with players playing on some of the biggest clubs in the entire world. And MLS was very resistant to that back then. I mean, they were, no, this is not right what Klinsman's saying. And, 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 of course, anybody who knows player development knows it was correct. It was the thing that was needed. So I think it's the balance. I look at rosters every weekend in the league, and sometimes you see uh, a handful of Americans uh, on a roster, five or six starting. Sometimes you see one or two. So it's mixed around the league, especially with all the young talent coming in from South America, which seems to be one of the places now the league is uh, Mm -hmm. really mining, places like Argentina and Colombia. No question. Glenn Davis with us. Uh, real quick, for Josh Wolf. now, uh, Rodolfo Borrello did say yesterday one of the reasons he took his job was he's a fan of Josh Wolf and thinks he's out of the right stuff because there's some folks who thought he's coming here to take Josh Wolf's job potentially. He says, no, I want to run the organization. Josh Wolf's doing a great job. What do you make of that relationship and then the, the recent uh, turn in form for Austin FC? Ten points in four matches. They're into fifth place in the West. Driussi's playing great, and they feel like they're heading in a good direction here middle of the summer. Well, first of all, you have to say you want to work with the head coach that's currently here. So I, I don't know how much history they actually have. They may have a lot of history. I, I, that I don't know. But, you know, you, you do have to work with the coach. And it is a bright, young, ambitious coach in Josh. So I would think he's very excited about that. And uh, these guys are close in age. Uh, Austin FC, the last game, very deceptive game. First 30 minutes could have been down three or four nothing. Uh, I looked at the score and I'm like, wow, Austin put it to – to Minnesota United, but if you watch the first 30 minutes of the game, it was chaos and it was not good, but then they got the game under control. They started scoring some of those patented goals. I think Fagundes coming back affects Driussi. Uh, I think you're beginning to see this team begin to play the way that they can piece together some of these beautifully aesthetic goals that we're seeing, and now they got a Vancouver team that's going to try and push them back in their penalty area and look for second balls and, and are challenging in that way, so you know, the center back position and some of the areas of the team defensively still is being worked on. So uh, that will be a challenge with Vancouver. You know, I, I think they feel better when they're healthy. And, they're, and they, they look to be decently healthy right now, Glenn. And that part is now showing, And I mean, in the heat of this summer right now. Health is coming back. Uh, performance is coming back. You know, we're starting to see the Fagundes of old, I yep. think. I mean, Danny Pereira has been a gem. Uh, since he's been on the field here, just growing and blossoming like usual, was fantastic in the last game. Uh, joining in the attack now to add to all the other things he does as a six, including building the game and doing all the defensive work. So I think it's exciting times. And as we all know in this league, things change really fast. You know, and like we've said on the show many, many times in discussions with you guys that, you know, in MLS, um, you know, you have time to correct your problems, right? Um, you have a lot of time because it's not a league where if you lose your first five or six games, you, you know, right. you're pretty much out of the running for the title because of consequence. You have time to correct things, and we're seeing a lot of teams do that. And now in the summer transfer window, 
a signing of a player or two here, and all of a sudden you're a different team. Sporting Kansas City didn't win a game in their first 10. If they were in the Premier League, they're done, right? But they're not in the Premier League. So all of a sudden they got Alan Polito, their designated player healthy. He's scoring goals. Health turns things around, and now they're one of the hottest teams in the league, and they're pushing to get into the playoffs. You know, you've always liked Danny Pereira. I have, too, coming out of college. I mean, he's a he's one of those kids that, I mean, just you thought that he was thrown into the fire pretty early uh, with, with Austin, but, you know, he's he's battled through the injuries, and he, he looks like a veteran guy who's been out there for five or six years, and it hadn't been that long. You know, it's it doesn't seem like that, but when he's healthy, he looks like a veteran now. Yeah, his he just accelerated his development. I mean, listen, this yep. was this was a great pickup by Austin FC out of the college game, right? This is cheap labor for your mm-hmm. team when you have a, a Danny Pereira, and he's going to get paid one day, but it's not right now. And that's another area where you know the the new incoming sporting director, uh, you know, is going to have to address the college game. And what do we do with the college game? How right. focused are we on it? Because you certainly got a gem with Pereira. Glenn, always appreciate it. On quick notice to get the update on Rodolfo Barella for our audience and uh, what the Austin FC are doing. They're swinging for it big time like the home run derby guys were, going big, making a statement that they want to be a big picture player within the MLS now and beyond. Thank you, Glenn. Thanks, Glenn. Gentlemen, thank you as always. Bucky Aaron, you guys are the best. Thanks. Yeah, that's right, Dan. Well, he's the best. Every Anytime you need something from Glenn, that guy is high level when it comes to soccer on the pitch and behind the scenes. And uh, knows his stuff, to say the least. Glenn Davis, uh, one of the best. We'll come back with Hot or Not, like Father, like Son at the Baseball Home Run Derby. Also some off-the-nose stories as well on this National Slurpee Day at 7-Eleven here on Beanie. What's hot? And what's not? What's Hot, What's Not is brought to you by Texas Orthopedics, the largest independent orthopedic practice in Central Texas. Visit us at txortho.com to learn more and to schedule an appointment. Hot Not, i got to say props to Major League Baseball because uh, I was a big fan of the Major League Baseball draft on Sunday night. I thought they did a great job putting it in a prime time, putting it on the field, making it a big spectacle with Paul Skeens and Dylan Cruz and Wyatt Langford and all the named players and you know, really since 2015 when they changed the format, Buck, the Home Run Derby's become must-watch television. There's not a lot on to compete with it. I get that. Mm-hmm. But, man, that's fun to watch superstars, actual superstar players out there hacking at it. And, well, it looked uh, like kids, like, like when they started the game, having fun. Yeah, having a great time. And obviously got really serious down the stretch with Vlad Jr. and Arosa, Randy Rosarena. He's another stud. I mean, I know he plays in Tampa. That guy would be a superstar on a different team. He is a superstar. He just plays in Tampa on the best team in the American League right now. What a stud. What a quick bat, quick twitch athlete. Clutch is uh, his main gene, I think. How about Adley Rutschman, too, the uh, the Baltimore Orioles young catcher who was a high draft pick, what, number one pick a couple of years ago. How about him going switcheroo? I mean, he had 20 home runs from one side, flipped around, hit seven more from the other. That was a badass move. It was like, oh, I got that in me. That's pretty cool. Uh, he didn't win the dang thing, but again, the home run derbies, it's like its like when the dunk contest used to be the dunk contest. You know what I mean? You have the best players out there dunking, and you don't even remember who won a lot of times. You remember, I mean, that was a that was a good dunk. Well, you know what? That's what they're doing with baseball. Good for them. Watching these guys hack like kids and hit just hit tanks to the upper deck. Watch little kids get hit in the head out there in the outfield. Oh, man. It's, uh, it's good. That was good last night. But uh, Vlad Jr., Vlad the Impaler. And gets it. His dad won it in 07. He wins it last night. Just narrowly uh, edging out Randy Orozarena, uh, Julio Rodriguez, J-Rod, as they call him, from the Seattle Mariners. Oh, yeah. Rising star. He had a 41 home run uh, moment there in one of the rounds, which was really cool. 
So yeah, good moments last night at the Home Run Derby. We'll see what we get from the All-Star game tonight with Zach Gallen pitching for the National League versus Garrett Cole, the clean-shaven Garrett Cole, getting the call from Dusty Baker, the manager of the American League team. I thought it was interesting that Framber Valdez, his, you know, Dusty Baker is the manager of the All-Star team. He's the manager of the Astros. Framber Valdez said, if I don't start, I'm not going to pitch. Because I'd, li- I'd work my tail off to be to lead the NL and ER- AL and ERA, but I'm not going to pitch if I'm not going to start. Well, Dusty Baker said, well, guess what? You're not starting. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You're not starting. So be it. T.Y., what do you have for us in Hot or Not? Uh, not much today. Uh, Jamie Foxx who had that medical emergency a few months ago. We didn't know if he was going to make it through. He was spotted at Topgolf, getting a few swings in. So it looks like he's uh, he's back at it. Probably going to be making some movies soon. Jamie Foxx. Glad he's doing covered. good. Did, did, he, did we good. reveal he had a stroke? Is that right? Yeah. But he's been at a rehab facility for, for I think, a few months. But it looks, I mean, from the photos. Love me some Jamie Some Fox. videos of him taking some good swings. So He's back. I am a Jamie Foxx fan. I'm a very talented man. Very talented. From Dallas, right? Didn't he play like high school football in the, yeah, in the Metroplex? Yep, yep. It's like the East, East style outside of Dallas. Yeah, man. Yeah. All right. So we'll take your highlights from last night's home run smasheroo. Also, uh, Longhorn Baseball had a good day yesterday as far as the MLB draft. Deal. They kept their pretty incredible streak alive as a program. Two of the Longhorns were drafted, but uh, it was more surprising who didn't get drafted last night for Texas. Also more on the Pat Fitzgerald story and plenty more. On a busy Tuesday, 104.9, 1019 AM 1260, streaming always on your Horn app, on your smart speaker, and at hornfm.com.